How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you, add volume for lift and contouring the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. What are you trying to say? Well, 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 rolling with the homies. Who is what is that? That's not familiar to you? Rolling with the homies? Rolling with the homies. No. Jacob, do you know that reference? No, what is that? You never seen Clueless with ye, ye, I mean, I've seen I've only seen Clueless once, and it was probably when it came out. It's like one of the most iconic parts <clears throat> of the film. Besides the Hadians and that thing, that scene. I would think the most iconic line from Clueless is um probably. Uh that's not a draw. Wait, what is it? Uh, I was like uh it's not a dress. Says it is a dress. Says who? Calvin Klein. No, that's a line from the movie, isn't it? Yeah, but that's yeah. not. Maybe if, if if you want to do one like that, it'll be the Alaya one. She's like he. She's like, oh, I can't get down on the floor. This is I'm I'm wearing an Alaya and a water. That's a, that's an iconic line from the show. I don't even remember, I don't even remember that line. But I think when she <laughs> when she when she's getting mugged by the guy. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. All, I I I mostly remember the line. Says who? Calvin Klein. Oh my God! But but. It's, it's a line. It's not a dress. It's underwear. Yeah, it's vaguely that. I, 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 I think you're missing uh, some some crucial plot points. I remember it says who? Calvin, Calvin Klein. Klein. Clueless was a great movie. Do you think Clueless was a great? I think it. I think it ages pretty well. I again, I want to rewrap. I saw Clueless once. I don't remember around anything. the time that it came out. Yeah. Only, only one part maybe a little weird when Stacey Dash and her boyfriend Murray they're arguing about something and. Something about like her cheap hair extensions. There was like I remember something vaguely about that, but I don't remember it being crazily problematic. Who said it to her? They were both black, standing to each other. But like, you know, back then, it, it, and this, now it may be, it may read a little weird now. Was Alicia Silverstone in the TV show? Mm, yes, can, I love I love the I love the TV show. Murray was definitely the, the guy who played Murray Stefan. He was also in Scrubs. Yeah, he was yeah. on a TV show. Yeah. And also Amber was on a TV show as well. But I don't think Stacey, Stacey Dash, Dash or or uh, Alicia Silverstone were. She went kind of wild. Bitch. Bitch, she's like alt-right. 
And then she did it. And you know, she was in um, All Falls Down video, Kanye West. She was in that video. She was, she was, the, she was the vixen in that video. Oh, I mean, Stacey Dash was hot. She's hot. hot. She's beautiful. And then Kanye she West. She still is. She's no, she, I think she obviously she's very beautiful. I mean, I've never seen her in a while. And um, of course, Kanye West kind of went a little. Have, a little you, have you seen his documentary on Netflix? Everyone's talking about it. Yay. Ye, uh, ye, uh, ye, yeah, no, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yes. He's like yes, like almost like Jesus, but ye. He really is leaning into this, like oh, he has for for years now, like this, like I'm Jesus thing. Yeah, he, you know, he also said if I was, if they read the Bible today, I'd be in it. Oh, he's crazy. Do you think Kanye West is a, is a genius? People praise him as like a musical genius. I think Kanye West is a very talented musician. I think Kanye West has written some of my favorite songs of all time. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. The only one for me would have to be All Falls Down. I oh. love All Falls Down. And then when they, in the documentary, they show like the, um, him like back in, I mean, years before he came out. I want to say at least like 10 years before he came out. He was just like in like, it was like on one of his demos. He recorded it on top of something else. It was it's so crazy how it how it like came to fruition. Kanye West, okay, eight oh eight and heartbeats is a really good album. And the night of here, oh, that is a good one. Grand story ever told. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Somewhere far, yeah, that's a great. That is just a great. The whole album is it's just singing out. He sings on the whole album. Work. Um, and he also did uh, obviously all falls down. All College falls down. was a great album. Oh, do do them sit-ups right and tuck your tummy yeah. tight and um, she, that was a good one. Jesus walks was a great. Jesus song. walks was a great song. Yeah. Oh my god, am I a ye? He's, he said, uh, he said, um, uh, and if it's take away from my ends, which probably, no, and if it's take away from my spins, which probably take away from my ends, then I hope I take away from my sins and bring the day that I'm dreaming about. Next day I'm in the club, everybody's screaming now. Jesus, yeah, Walsh, God, show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. What? There's also he his um, uh, what's the one um uh. His new stuff uh, is she, she walk around looking like uh she should have bought Michael with your money. She walk around looking like Michael with your money. If you win uh, no prom oh yeah, um she takes yeah, she uh, goes, gold she, digger is a good one. She gets she takes my money. With, yeah, he, you know who sings that on on you the, know who you know who does that? That black guy. Yeah, it is that black guy. But you know that know black guy's name. name? I don't know his name. Jamie Foxx. Oh, that's Jamie Foxx? Jamie Foxx. It was right after Ray. And he just had Jamie Foxx do his um, Ray Charles impersonation. Smart. You know, I was thinking about that guy that that um the I'm gonna which we talked about on the podcast before. I'm gonna pop some tags. That's why I thought they were who did that. But I'm gonna do it too. You ready? <clears throat> now, for, okay, really quick. You were screaming last night at the concert, and I will say your voice does not sound as strong as it normally does. I would not try to do extra shit. Jacob, am I am I am I lying from the truth? If I need a professional opinion, I'll ask my ENT. Okay, well, maybe you should FaceTime him. I'm going to pop some tags. Mm. Only got $20 in my pocket. Delicious. I'm, I'm, I'm hunting, looking for a come up. This, this is, is fucking awesome. awesome. Is that the same guy from his uh, song, um, like, Can't Stop Us? Or uh, I don't know a lot of it. What's his name? I'm about to say AP. It, it is from Ryan Ma um, Macklemore. Macklemore and Ryan Murphy. Something. No. So the heist is actually, it was labeled as not just Macklemore's album, it was Macklemore and oh, really? Ryan Lewis. Got it. Who was the, the producer of the album. It was like Ryan Lewis and Macklemore present the heist. 
Got it. Um, and there was a song where they're like, back, um, where do we go back? This is the moment. Tonight is the night. Like, nobody can hold us. The city can hold us. The city can hold us. I wonder the same guy. It is. And then I told you, there's my friend who's Arissa Laws, who is a, who's, who's a big musician, a writer. She's written for a lot of people. And she was telling me like the story about it. Like this guy cannot even, cause he, he recorded it and they were like, here, we'll give you like 50 bucks to do this. Not saying 50 bucks legit. I, I don't know what the, the, it was a small dollar amount compared to the millions of dollars that the records made. And he's like, I got my 50 bucks. Well, that's, that's, that's actually very common. Um, Michelle Visage in her book talk about how she does not get any money from seduction. A, she does not get a dollar oh, from seduction. Is it shady? I said this is gonna sound shady, and I what? don't mean it's not shady. Who's buying seduction? Can't hold us. His name is Ray Dalton. Oh, this is Kanye West, the top. Oh, they're not the same. Thank you. They're not the same person. Wait, what? They're not the same person. Uh, uh, the guy from Thrift Shop is Juan, oh, oh, and the guy oh. from Can't Hold Us is Ray Dalton. I think that I think it may be the Ray name. I remember it in R. And again, I don't. I this was I had a conversation years ago, and I don't remember, but it's one of them. God, they were like, hey, here's like 50 bucks. So so uh, back to Michelle Visage and who's buying Seduction. Michelle Visage has been on like two or three number one songs. Right, she? What songs? Um, It Takes Two. That's Seduction? Um, the, It Takes Two to Make It. That's Seduction? Yeah. Work. I did not know that. Yeah, it, that's Michelle Visage singing. It no, it's takes not. two to make a thing go right. That is Michelle Visage. Oh my God. And she had another song. Michelle's been on like two or three number one songs. Oh, I did not and know that. What's the other one? I can't, I, can't, I, can't, I, 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 I listened to her her book. Um, I love Michelle Visage. What a nice lady. Yeah, she's, you should listen to her. I'll, I'll listen to her book. It's like, I will listen to it. The it, Diva Rules. Yeah, the Diva. It's like it's, it was. It was like two days of listening. Like, I, like two drives or. Two long drives. So, like, did she not she sign got a good paid, back end she deal? Got paid up a, front, not a back end. She got paid a weekly, like, a salary. So, Michelle Visage number one. So, what are they? It is Seduction. Um, not, oh, this, this, the song is called Seduction. It's her number one. Yeah. Number two is You're My Only, You're My One and Only. Uh huh. And then the third one is Two to Make It Right. So, that's the third one. Yeah, Michelle's been in three number ones. And Michelle has a song right. on the Bodyguard soundtrack. What song? It's like track nine. She famous. She famous. It's like a joke amongst the drag race girl. Like Michelle's like the bodyguard soundtrack. Track nine. It's like a. It's like a famous joke in the um. In the, I'm part of the drag race girls. I don't know it. Well, I guess maybe it was before your time. I don't know. Maybe maybe between uh, eight and ten, the joke stopped being told or something. <laughs> Did she say New Year's season? No, it's just like a, it's just like I a know, joke. I know, of, I know, like I know, from know. The, the what's the tea podcast and stuff. Um, that she's on the bodyguard soundtrack, so Michelle should still be making money from that stuff. Yeah, but for sure. She took a, like a salary deal, and they were doing these world tours. She, yeah, because she toured like Millie Vanilli. I remember that. Yeah, because her and Millie Vanilli they famously yeah, dated. I, I would say that I, I, I we can you we, Michelle Visage's music career is arguably more prolific than RuPaul's. No, three number ones, Monet. No, those were only no. Um, those were for, for seduction. Those are the top three. Yeah, but Michelle, but, Michelle but, was an artist in that. But yeah, but I'm saying, but but the first two I read were not number ones. What the one you said was the number one. Well, they're all top tens. Michelle had were they big, top tens. They, Michelle had big. They hits. had numbers on there. I know one was like nineteen. And she was like traveling. She was like traveling. The I would say, you would say more. I mean, I don't want to. I mean, we're not, we're not trying to compete for RuPaul, for RuPaul versus. Oh my God, RuPaul and Michelle should do a versus. <laughs> well, I mean, she was doing arena tours. 
Here's Which, what? Arena tours. But like as an opening act, though. And I don't, I don't mean that in a shady way. I don't mean that to be that shady. That is nothing to shake. And I, I don't know. I, I, I know that's not shady, bitch. Fucking Yeba no, is. I didn't say that's nothing to shake a stick at. Like, Yeba is opening for fucking Jason Mraz right now. Like, that's Jason Mraz. Uh, what's the other one that sings slow? Tall, white guy, slow music. Trixie. <laughs> John Mayer? Jo- no. Maybe it's British? No, not British American. He always looks kind of sad. Skinny, tall, white guy. Not Jason Mraz. <laughs> Not Jason Mraz, not anyway. It'll come to me. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. So oh, being open to that, that's fucking huge. But you're in front of like th- tens of thousands of people sometimes. That's fierce. But would you ever open for someone who who's an artist you would open for? You mean like touring? comedy? You mean touring opening or doing like like one touring? Night like, is there an artist that you would stop your career and go to and go open for them for uh, two months? Probably not. Really? What yeah. if Kevin Hart, Bob? You're playing for millions of people how much is he paying per night i don't i, I don't know what that even looks like um i think that would be great for your career you're so funny you will you will win so many people over who will be like i'm not gonna see no gay comic maybe maybe kevin hart but it have to pay really really well and um yeah you just have to pay really well work and i, I, don't, I don't think that kevin hart would want to pay me what i would want to open for him maybe kevin hart's on a lot of money yeah he but, might. but but even people who have a lot of money aren't aren't interested in paying more than something is worth well, I think he makes it the worth, especially now. You know, people aren't, are, well, they're virtuing. They're, but Kevin Hart hates gay people. Uh, does he? No, he does. Oh, that's his kid. No, you don't remember when he, when he, I'm just, I'm just, I don't, I don't think Kevin Hart hates gay people. Well, yeah, he had, he had know, that he, scandal he with could, his kid. He could, it was, was it his kid? Yeah, it yeah, was he his could kid. be lost because he made some joke about his yeah, kid yeah, being yeah. gay. Yeah, but I'm just kidding. Or he said that if his kid came out as gay, he will. He no, will. that was, that was, um, that was, uh, the guy from, um, that was Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan said if my son was oh no okay you're right okay that so is Kevin Hart. Tracy Morgan Tracy Morgan said if my son was gay I would stab him to death yeah and Kevin and Hart Kevin said, Hart said if my son was gay I would I would, I would if if my son was playing with the dollhouse I would crush it over his head. yes like very like WWE I would style smash it over his head finish him which, which isn't funny but it's kind of funny. you're toxic. Your toxic trait is that you find that, that funny. That idea is not not funny, but it is very problematic. In a sketch, it'll be funny. <laughs> See, like, a sketch for queer people by queer people—that would be funny. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah. So, it, the, the 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 concept of who's right. We're doing advisory. I know we are. Or well is this going to be? A, is this going to just be a, 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 a right? No, we can do advice. We, we we can lean into the advice now. We're just doing a full ass podcast here. To quote Destiny's Child in the early two thousands, hit me. Hi, Bob and Monet. My name is Ben, he, him, and I'm a 26-year-old cis man from Chicago. So, I am experiencing hair loss that has made me feel down about my physical appearance. I have a receding hairline and a lot of thinning. Uh, I'm a teacher, and sometimes my students make comments about my hairline. It's been putting me into a mental spiral lately. How did both of you deal with your hair loss? I know both of you have experimented with hair pieces, and you both shave your heads. I don't want to shave my head because my head is weirdly shaped. I was called Megamind in high school. Um, did you ever think about hair restoration, like finasteride or minoxidil, or hair transplants? I'm looking into hair transplant surgery. Uh, the technology is much better these days than in the past. Can you please tell me about your hair journeys and your opinions on hair restoration? Thank you so much. Can I honestly say I don't think I have any advice to give you because I've never experienced anything in regards um, to losing my hair. Ways. Um, I started losing my hair like right when I was like getting out of college. So like around like 22, 
23 like like bitch before then you know when your shit starts thinning you like bitch every time I, every time i went to the barber shop they kind of was getting further and further back it started bitch, i and, and i was like here then it started getting here then here then here then here i was like bitch it's time and then i was like it was like thinning but mine was thinning a little bit here but just receding so i had this, anyway so i noticed i was thinning and i was like you know what i was I was sick and tired of going to be. I was embarrassed to go to the barbershop because I was like, I was that bitch to go to the barbershop, and I know he's probably looking at my head like this nigga is holding on to nothing, just like stop. So they must be used to it. I don't think barbers are like we see this a lot, you know. But yeah, but for but for your own psyche, you're like, bitch, I look crazy. So then, like, I was like 23. I was like, you know what? I just I just bought a razor. But the first time I did it, did you do this? I got like a regular straight razor that dudes used to shave, and I put that on my head. And bitch, I broke out crazy on my head. I had these little white bumps everywhere. And then I just bought tea outliners and I started shaving my hair then. But I mean, in the process of it getting thinner, I there were some times and I was self conscious. But I mean, I was like in I was in college with like other music majors who like who be looking crazy and disheveled as fuck. I was like, so I I was among good company of people that were looking crazy. So I didn't feel really too bad about it. And once I started shaving my head, people were like. No one really bad in an eyelash. I think my friends are like, girl, it was about time. We're happy you did this. But for strangers or people who knew me with hair, no one was like, oh, you're shaving your head now. And it's always been that. No one ever made me feel weird about it. And I just think it's more of like, it's, a lot of it is just you. Like you're, you're seeing yourself in the mirror every day and you like, you miss your hair. You miss having a nice hairline. You miss having a full head of hair. You think that when like, when you're hooking up with people that it's weird that you don't have hair and you like feel self-conscious about it that way. I think it's just addressing your own insecurities about, about your hair loss. And being okay with it and being like, you know what? I'll shave my head and I'll deal with that. And if you don't want to shave it, then I'll, bitch, I, we have a lot of friends who have gotten hair restoration surgeries and it looks amazing. I have to say, they're all white. I don't know about any black people who have done it, but all my white friends who have done it, it looks great. And I've definitely thought about it and I and I, I would do it for sure. I, I have a slightly different opinion. I, I have some friends who had hair restoration that doesn't look great. Um, and I've had some friends who have that where it does look good. There's also a really significant period of time in your hair restoration where you are going to look wild. The first month. And I mean like wild, wild. Um, also, depending on where you go, you oh, have to do it in small chunks. So I have friends who had to do like their front half and then they have nothing in the middle because they couldn't do the whole thing at once because all the hair is being pulled. I, I don't know because of human anatomy, and I'm not I'm not a, a doctor, but they have to do it in chunks. They have to like schedule these big different things. I had a friend who got the front half done, and then the pandemic happened. So for the whole quarantine, he just had this middle part that was like, well, I can't go now because we can't travel, um, and we can't go to different you know people going to different countries and stuff to get it done because it's cheaper in some places. Um, I think, in my opinion, for the fastest results. Is a piece. If you want to, if you get a piece done by the right people, if you're honestly, if you're a white guy, just go to a hair club for men. I have a few. I have, if you're or or if you have like not black hair, if you have like Asian hair or like or like uh like Latinx hair that's not like Afro Latinx, um, a lot of people I know go to a hair club for men and it really looks perfectly fine. I mean, are they pieces? Yeah, they're pieces. So hair club for men, what hair club for men does they is they basically give you a unit, which is the full lace unit that goes here to shave your head put the unit on and you can swim in it. You can shower in it. You can like live your full life in it. And then once a month or so, depending on what plan you get, you come back and they just take it off, clean it up and put it back on your head and then cut your hair again. And it looks pretty good. You do run the risk of having potentially an embarrassing moment, depending on how often you go. Some people go every two weeks. Some people go once a month. The, the glue can lift. You know what I mean? If you're black, um, 
you usually have to go to a private person. There are lots of people who do them. Mickey the Barber in LA is one of the great people who does them here. And I only had mine for six days before I took mine off. And it wasn't because it was falling apart. It was just because I injured myself and it was just stressing me out to have it. I thought I chipped my tooth. I was annoyed at the notion of, and I had to go to Mexico. So I was like, I'm about to travel with this piece. I'm just going to take it off. Um, I shaved my head. I did not start balding until I was in my late twenties. And when I shaved my head the first time I did use a razor and it was not good for me. But then, um, Here's what I experienced though. When I started shaving, my, I started shaving my head pretty much right away. I had one haircut that felt too far back, and I was like, "This is it. I'm shaving my head." So I shaved my head, and then when my hair started growing back, I realized that my hair loss had really, ad, like, advanced. Like from when I first started shaving my head to now, I hadn't grown my hair back until the quarantine, basically. And I was like, "Oh, my hair is. I've my hair loss has really." Um, you know, significantly uh, matured um, while I was shaving my head. So if, you, if you're not comfortable shaving your head, if your head is shaped funny, I think bald heads are sexy. Whenever I see a guy with a bald head, I think it's really attractive. Um, and, but also I think that a piece, a unit, like a hair club for men's situation is actually a very good idea, personally. Honestly, when I had the hair piece, I didn't have the same experience as I did not have the same experience as Bob, and you know, because I would, I immediately started going to the gym with mine, and it it really caused me to break out of my head really bad. It was very itchy. Again, this may be an isolated incident. May, may there may be the glue. I went to the gym too, though. So, but it, but it, it wasn't right. Yeah. So it may be the glue that was used, and maybe the I don't know what the thing or just was. The way you react to it, maybe. Yeah, I would I would try it again to see like like what's the tea. But when I did it, it was it was like it was unbearable. So I, that's why that's why I ended up taking mine off. I mean, I buried with a plane because I did we did a stupid video went to the UK or whatever. But it was very uncomfortable for me to have the hairpiece. But I would try it again for sure. I want to do a blonde one. I want to do. But in Bob would have a good point because I had my eyebrows microbladed. So bitch, I'm gonna have. Which is a little a look too, blonde hair and, and dark eyebrows. I would want. You don't have, want your. You know, I don't think. I don't. I don't particularly like blonde hair and blonde eyebrows. I've seen it, especially because I've seen it. Especially that's why I don't like it. Especially because we do drag. When I do drag, I do. I do. I do blonde ass hair with with black eyebrows, and I don't think it looks bad. I do not like blonde hair with blonde eyebrows. I do not like. That. Oh, oh, you did the two together. You yeah, mean. I don't like it. I think I, th I think it look cool. I think most people, most people who have blonde hair have dark eyebrows. Even darker even, than their hair. Yeah, and and most people who get their eyebrows done are usually get them done in a dark color. Like oh, it would definitely be like a look. It would be like a it would be like a look. It wouldn't be. I, I would not look like normal. It would definitely be like a very severe look. I would get my hair done again for a thing. Like if I did like a an event or an award show or something, and I was out of drag and I wanted to turn a look, I would. But it, but it does take like three weeks of growing your hair just to do it. Yeah. So it's kind of like a. They have ones that you don't. I saw I saw something you don't. You can they do like a different technique, and but. For the all the ones that give you the most natural look, they do. You have to grow your hair out, and then they shave it. And they put it have you seen those delicate ones where like you touch it, and like the whole hair, like like it's like a like a spray or a powder or something. If you touch it, the hair like. Have you seen those black guys at um Beijing? Have you seen Beijingers? What's that? Like they those when they get their hair, can they put like that marker basically, and it like you never know seen bitch at my church niggas was Beijinging the entire time. It's called a Beijing. Maybe it's a New York City thing. No, a bitch is southern as fuck. Beijing? A Beijinging. You've never seen this? No. Oh, yeah, bitch. It's a lot of church dudes do it. But that's why I learned about it in church, for sure. How you know it's southern? Because when we used to, it's, 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 it's a very popular church thing. Southern, um, uh, northern. There's churches in the north. I, I ain't never seen a Beijing. In my, and I'm from the south. I ain't never seen, or I ain't even, I've never even heard the term Beijing before. 
Why is that so funny? Can y'all comment below if y'all heard of the BJ and where you're from too? Y'all got service up in here. This is the girl. This is the this is the box. This is the iron box, girl. Word. Y'all said this is a no fly zone. Girl, this room is a no fly zone, honey. That's why Jacob sitting by the door. I, I've never. Are, are you looking at Beijing, Jacob? Can you, can you look up Beijing? Hair. And what does it do with hair? They like use like a some black like marker situation basically, and then they like to really carve out your 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 lineup or your table to make it look really severe because you you don't have hair. Beijing hair dye for men. Yeah, that's the Beijing. But you touch it and it like wipes off. It's like that's what I was saying. But that's, that's what I said. But they have that. That's what they wipes off. Yeah. Well, that's not wiping off. Wow. He said it lasts a week. I, I have never heard of Beijing. That is brand new to me. I Attention, attention. Do you want to get a more chiseled look in your jawline, girl? Well, let me tell you. Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XE. Juvederm Volux XE is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it's the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XE. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Baby, get that jaw together, honey. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Imagine an app designed to make you use it less. Seems counterproductive, right? Well, Apartments.com's instant alert feature works exactly that way. Instead of scanning rental listings a million times a day, simply set and forget your search to whatever you're looking for in the place and let Apartments.com do the rest. 
from pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tool lets you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking is listed. So now you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alert means you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time to do you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. All right, Jacob. Number two. Hey, Bob and Monet. I'm a 30-something-year-old cisgendered gay man, and I'm looking for some advice on how I can start to be physically and sexually attracted to different types of men. Traditionally, I've been into the stereotypical muscle guy, and I've worked my own body to a place where I also fit that image. I'm at a point now where I want to be open to dating men who look different, have different features, or maybe don't fit the mold of being conventionally attractive, but I'm terrified that my heart will like someone and my dick won't work for them. I kind of hate that I have a narrow and vain view of what is physically attractive. Do you have any advice for how I can start to be attracted to different types of men's? Sincerely, retiring muscle queen. And what did he say his body was? He's a, he's a, he's a, a muscle a tra- queen too? A muscle, yeah. He's, he's built his body to be that because that's what he's attracted God, to. God. Walls in your court, Bill. Um, okay, so you know when when I was in college, I really only uh was interested in guys who looked like me. Mm-hmm. So I was interested in like really tall, um, slim, and I was slim, um, black guys. That was like all I was into when I was when I was in college. And as I got a little, I mean, and it's also probably because that was that was all that was was around me too. You know what I mean? And then as I got older, I moved to New York City and I basically like kind of wasn't hooking up for a very long time. I don't know what was going on. I was just going through, and it wasn't from lack of effort. She was going through the driest of dry spells. Maybe you need a dry spell. Maybe, maybe that's what you need. Maybe you always need a dry spell, honey. Um, and then I I think that access to other people helped me um shift my perspective on on what is attractive because i'm attracted i'm now attracted to very i am very attracted to feminine guys and that was not it for me in college like, there was this one guy that i used to kind of hook up with but he was but it was in secret and he was so feminine what what, what about it were you were you like were you scared of i was ashamed you were ashamed of hooking up with him. yeah because I, I was i was out everyone knew i was gay but like he was just like it was too gay for me, which is ironic coming from me mm-hmm. of all, like mm-hmm. if he's something that he probably be like, Oh, well, this is a, a, a cut up. Right. Um, but I, um, his name was John. So John, if you're out there, I hope you're doing well. If you're out there, little John, we call him great John. Little John, if you're doing, if you do, if you're out there, I hope you're doing well. It's a great John legend song. Is it? If you're out there, I don't know a lot of John legend. Um, I, I, I saw him in Jesus Christ superstar and I was like, um, he listens. Or Christy, Christy listens. To it. it was Christy. Christy, Christy. Tegan, Tegan mm-hmm. from uh, the Lip Sync Show. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, and she's a model too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, I would say maybe honestly, so, so I recommend a podcast. I, I I think I've asked you all to listen to this podcast a, literally a thousand times. It is on This American Life. It's an episode called Tell Me I'm Fat. Listen to that podcast. It talks about how this woman shifted her perspective on fat people and um, because she's a fat person and she felt like she wasn't beautiful, um, but she had to shift her perspective on 
fat people so that, so that she could find herself beautiful. Mm. Otherwise, she would never be able to be beautiful to herself. So she just had to shift her perspective. And she said it took her a while. But you have to find the beauty in those things. Um, I re- I highly recommend that podcast. I tell everyone, I always, it's my, it's one of my favorite episodes of any podcast ever. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I mean, that all sounds like really sound advice. I mean, I've always had like a white pal. I've always been interested, interested in different types of guys. I mean, similar to Bob growing up, uh, also like into my like late teens, early twenties, I like was only interested in black and Latinx people. That has obviously changed. I'm literally dating a white man now, but um, I think that just but like body types and stuff like that was never like which I've run the gamut of all different types of bodies, so that's never really been a problem. So I guess yeah, that's I feel maybe that podcast would help. I I I don't know how to tell you to shift your perspective other than like figuring out wh- wh- why you're only attracted to that type, and it seems like you're attracted. But you didn't tell us why he's attracted to that, but only that you've changed your body to look like that because that's what you think is beautiful. But must, maybe it, maybe it's like how you grew up. Maybe similar to us. Maybe you grew up and those are the type of guys that you grew up thinking in, in your in your town. Attracted to it, maybe because I mean it's it's I mean it is like the standard. I mean, do you really need a reason to be attracted to the standard? Or you don't really need a reason to be attracted to anything. I mean, like if you ask someone why are you attracted to muscle guys, they're probably like I don't know because they look aesthetically pleasing to me i guess you know what i mean or like like like, growing up or maybe you grew up a jock and you like you're 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 from a small town and like that was like i mean that is the standard of beauty pretty much everywhere but i think but is it on is it a specific type of race are you also trying to shift your perspective on different genders of men i I don't i don't know i in my experience you know being attracted to typically attractive people is like usually not some crazy backstory (laughs) it's just not a crazy backstory like i just you know from where i'm from People with hot bodies are considered attractive. In my mind, it's like it's like the white dude from the small town who who has a football uh, team. You know what I mean? Like, they might, like that's what I'm thinking of. The way that this person is talking. I mean, I've never really been attracted to muscle guys ever. See, you're not attracted to that. That's and that's the standard for but sure. Sometimes I see someone like we were hanging out with um um uh, Christian Dante White last night. And I was like, yeah, oh, some nice so arms. Hot. You got to work. So but beautiful. Know, but, but but he's a beautiful man. He's absolutely stunning. Like stunningly gorgeous, hot. Yeah, ob- objectively. Yeah, yeah. No, no one, no one will argue. <laughs> no one's gonna be like, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> can we, can we, can we fly? Let's put this picture on the screen. We need to make a list. I want y'all to know. Half the time, I will get. I forget what I say. I'm gonna show you all. And then Monet and I do two and three podcasts in a day sometimes. And then by the time we we're done and we play around a smash, I have forgotten. And Jacob, Jacob, looking at us like. But also, Mitch and Jay, if y'all, Mitch and Jay, y'all have our phone number. So if you're editing and you come across me and Monet swearing we're going to send a video, just be like, text me, like, hey, where's that picture? I'm going to put this picture. Also, we, bitch, we were one of my all time favorite singers in the whole fucking world who's also fucking hot. Avery Wilson was standing right behind us. And I was, I was gagged. I was like, so Avery Wilson, who, oh. who I'm not completely, I'm not aware of his work, but, but Avery Wilson, Nicole Surzinger, and some other guy. Um, his name is Stevie Mackey. They were all behind us just singing. Sounding fucking incredible. We were at Todrick's concert. Steve Mackey is everything. He does um, Taco Tuesdays. Have you seen those videos of like Amber Riley singing with all those people in there? In I have not. You probably, what if I show it to you? Like, oh, that video. Probably. Yeah. Um, but they were just behind us like singing all the songs that Todrick was singing on stage, but like really, you know, immaculately, <laughs> particularly when It's Raining Men came on. Yes. So we got this like private concert at, <laughs> at a concert of Nicole Scherzinger singing uh, It's Raining Men. Girl. Which, by the way, it's a great song. It's, it's Raining, raining Men. Fellas. You know who wrote that? 
the the sisters. Um, 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 um. No, they performed it. They're, oh. they're, they're called the Weather Girls. The Weather Girls. Yeah. Do you know who wrote it? No, a white person. Paul Schaefer. Of course. Do you know Paul Schaefer? This white nigga. Do you know who Paul Schaefer is? No, but he white. Do you know the bald guy who's on David Letterman's show? The band no. guy. No. I never watched you, it. You don't know. He's like he's like one of those faces that everyone. Once you see him, you're like, oh, him. Um, Paul Schaefer wrote that song. Wanted Bette Midler to sing it. Wanted Barbara Streisand to sing it. They all said Imagine, no. Oh, him. Paul Schaefer. Yeah, the guy from the David Imagine Letterman show. Imagine Barbara Streisand singing of 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 It's Raining Men. So it's then, raining. So then I they gave. So then they doing? gave. They gave. They gave the song to um, the weather. Walsh. The weather girls. Who at the time were called Two Tons of Fun. Two Tons of Fun. I did know that. They were backup singers for Sylvester. Right. And they were then they went on their solo career. But then once they got the song, um, once they got the song, um, "It's Raining Men," they changed their name to the Weather Girls. Um, but yeah, you know him, Paul. Yeah, Schaefer. yeah, yeah. He wrote "It's Raining Men." Do you know that Dream Girls was was written by two Jewish dudes? Yes, I do. Isn't that crazy? You but you listen to Dream Girls and you're like, oh, this is definitely some black people wrote this, right? Um, I mean, maybe it's be- maybe that's because it is just insert in the like the black like cultural experience. But also you think about like um you think about there are these musicians who are like really good at basically like imitating other songs. Oh yeah, it's for like, sure. There are musicians who are like basically hired mm-hmm. to create other versions of songs that already exist. Yeah. You know wow. what I mean? What have happened to TV jingles? I miss jingles. You know Mika used to write jingles. You know, you know Mika? Mika, Mika, Mika. I can be brown, I can be blue, I can be violet sky, I can be purple, I can be purple, I can be. It was a TikTok trend, right? I mean, I knew Mika from like 2004 or five. Who's Mika? Is she like a friend? Mika's a man, and he's in the album. His first album was called Life in Cartoon Motion. Grace Kelly, I try to be like Grace Kelly, mm-hmm. but I'm my looks. He was kind of like the second coming of Freddie Mercury, basically. Mm. Anyway, Mika's really talented artist. I think from somewhere in Europe. Or, and he uh, used to write like a lot of jingles, like for like orbits, I think. Yeah, jingle TV jingles were so fierce; they just like stopped. I guess we don't need them anymore. It's gone. Well, you know, things shift. I know, I know. A lot of shows don't even have like theme songs anymore. Like you know, like a theme song, like opening opening songs. Like well, Buffy was iconic. Fucking Charmed. Fucking Sabrina. It shows Euphoria does not have an opening song and theme. It, it just starts. The last show I knew with the theme with the theme was um, Orange Is the New Black. Oh yeah, that was a the, um, yeah, that was kind of, so that's, Sabrina has one, and that's Regina Spector. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina has one, I believe, right? Kind of, I can't anyway. remember. Next one, yeah, Regina, Regina. I think Regina Spector wrote the animal, the animal. Oh, lock, right. lock, lock, put the cages full. Hey Bob, hey Monet. So let's say like you're at this straight club, and then you see this guy. He's hot. He's attractive. He's all that, but you don't really know if he's gay. How would you like tell if this person is gay, this person is not gay? Like, how would you tell? And then the second part to that is like, if he is gay, then how would you go up to him? Like, do you have any tips? Do you like have any techniques? Like, help me, please. Bitch, are you at the club right now? Like, how urgent is this? <laughs> he's not like he's in the bathroom, right? He like. Bitch, <laughs> how urgent is this? Is this advice? I mean, you're at a straight club, okay? So that I, I I get the weirdness there. For if it was me, this is what I would do. Okay, I see this hot guy. I, I see this hot guy at the straight club. He's maybe he's on the he's sitting he's by the dance floor with friends, whatever. And I'm with my friends. I will like dance. I will like try to make like gay eyes. Everyone knows gay eyes. I have done gay eyes so many times. Can you make gay eyes with the camera right now? Yeah, it's like someone. So let's say you're the person, camera. You're sitting on the subway. I'm sitting in my seat, riding on the train. 
And then I'll just do the thing. I'll, I'll look, I'm like. And then look for moments, and then I'll see if you make eye contact at me, and then you do, and then you wait like, to see if you're gonna get beat up or if you're gonna get <laughs> right. Like you have to like you have to like sense the energy. This person want to punch punch me or fuck me or both, right? And then and then you can feel uh, or punch fuck me. <laughs> you know what punch fucking is? No, you punch know, fucking. You know what fisting is? Yeah. So you, th- that th- that ass- an asshole cannot do that. Punch fucking is absolutely a thing. Like your hand, the hand could just go in like that. You you build it up, you build up to it. Okay, but like this, but not a fist like Punch that. Punch fucking is absolutely a thing. I need to see proof. Look up punch fucking. I want to see that. I cannot. There's no way a hand can just punch into a, an orifice like that. That is insane. You keep giving advice while I find punch fucking videos. Okay, yeah. So then I would, so that I would like, I would feel that person's energy, and then I, and then like you go on the dance floor as well. You have a drink in hand with your friends, and you go over there, and you just dance close to them, right? You're dancing close to them, and you're seeing, you're seeing what energy they're giving off. Because, because two things that happen: a, they're straight and they don't want to dance with you or have any conversation or any dealings with you. Two, they're gay or they're just not into you. So you have to gauge it: is a person into you? Feel the energy they're into you. Dance a little closer, and just like you would flirt with it, flirt like you would with anyone else at a gay club. Obviously, maybe not as forward as hey are you gay or straight like that's a little off-putting but i would say just try to flirt like you would with anyone else at a gay club if you were there you dance close you feel the energy feel the vibe and then make a decision after that which i am on the dark web (laughs) (laughs) i am on the dark web hold on i gotta make sure this is the right one not donkey punch fucking Finish him. You gotta make sure I'm the right one. God, this is. I love grinding my teeth. It feels so good. Can y'all hear that? Girl, so if y'all cannot see this, you're not watching. Bob is sitting here, mouth agape, brow furrowed. Con- I mean, something's agape. He looking bald headed and confused over here, girl. It's a lady. Getting punch fucked? In the, no, in, she's punch fucking this guy. Okay, so it's in this. Can you punch fuck a vagina? Whoa. She's really into it. Is that him? Is he jerking? I think he's pleased pleasuring himself. Got it. In the meantime. Well, she has. Okay, so this is a redheaded woman. They are. They look like they're on a camp trail. There is greenery behind them. They are on a trail. She has blue latex gloves up to about the mid of her forearm. And she is... She's not like donkey punching it, but she is going fist in, pulling it out, fist in, pulling it out, fist in, and he's jerking off. His, I would say, his ass is clapping back. It was, it's, it was like, it was like, it wasn't, it wasn't like loose and goosing. It was like, he had that snapback. Yeah. <laughs> What's your advice about trying to talk to this? He, he had that snapback, honey. Um, first of all, you would be hard pressed to find him in a straight bar. Why would I be? Do you? What's the last time you're in a straight bar? You've been a very, I, I, I've been a very long time. Like, I, I can't tell you the last time it was. I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't be in a straight bar. Yeah. I mean, I always say I'm in a bar for th- one of three. There, are, in my opinion, one of three reasons to go to a bar: <laughs> to get drunk, to see a show, or to get laid. I don't drink. There's no fucking shows at straight bars. We're not sure I want to see, and I'm not getting laid at a straight bar. So, um, but I think that for honestly, this is realty for me. If I was out at a straight bar and I did not know if a guy was gay, I just wouldn't say anything. Mm. I'd be like, it's it's not worth it for me. Um, I'll just go to a gay bar and I just won't hook up tonight. That That's just me. I'd be like, it's not worth it. 
to deal with the potential of some shit going down at this bar. It's the this, excitement, though, the thrill of like. That's person, not exciting to me. Danger is not exciting. Not to danger, me. like like if the person is gay and then you like you make a connection. I think that some people want that, that. That's hot. That could be like, oh my god. I we, think we connecting with gay people sure. is hot, but like finding a gay guy in a pile of straight guys is not exciting to me. Mm. I don't. I don't understand. I'm not. I'm not knocking anyone's thing, but I don't understand why finding the one gay guy in a pile of straight guys or finding out that someone's. But your friends, like, your straight girlfriends are like, let's go out to the club. You're like, oh, fine, I'll go to the straight club with y'all. And you see the one person that you think might be gay, you're like, thank God he's hot. If he's, like, obviously gay, that's hot. But I'm also not into straight guys. If you seem straight, I'm pro- I'm almost certainly will not find you attractive. Like, that's just not attractive to me. Like, butchness and straightness is not a turn on for me. Um, We're also at a point where it's, sometimes the line is so, like, what is looking gay? What is looking straight now? You know what I mean? Like, you know what looking gay is. Yeah, I mean, if you're overtly femme and stuff, yeah, but honestly, there are a lot of, I think that now, it's, in 2022, we just, the line's a little blurred, and it's, just, it's, it's it's not as cut and dry as it used to be, like well, how agree. it was. But like, I, I don't think everyone who looks gay is gay, right. but looking gay is a thing. For example, like, sounding black is a thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Looking gay is a and thing. And I don't think everyone who is black sounds black, and I don't think everyone that sounds black is black, but sounding black is a thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and looking gay is a thing, and I yeah. think that people who look gay are attractive and hot, and I think people who look straight, to me, it's not, that's not attractive. Got it. So right now, I look pretty straight. <laughs> All right. What's what's the next? What's what's the? Are you, you don't think I look pretty straight? Besides the fact sweatshirt, you don't think I look pretty straight? No. If you saw me at a gay bar from like this up with, the, I said the no, Monet. Well, yeah, I have, I have, I have, I have a, a lips and eyes on my on the back of my hand. I have knuckle tattoos. I have a full a half a sleeve. If you saw me at a gay bar, uh, sorry. If you saw me at a bar, excusing the fact shirt. I said no, Monet. <laughs> Why? What's looking gay? You, bitch, you look gay. First of all, you you're, you have your eyebrows drawn on your head. <laughs> let's, let's, let's let's start with that. You can't tell. Um, I'm wearing blacks. I have black sweats. I look straight. They're they're kind of tight. They're a little tight. They're not tight. They're not tight. For 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 not for you. We're gay. This is loose. These are hammer. <laughs> these are hammer pants. <laughs> in the gay in the gay community. And you kind of have a gay affectation. You kind of carry yourself kind of. Do fat. I? Yes, I carry myself gay. You think, like all the time? <laughs> yes. Hmm. What do y'all think? Y'all think I carry myself gay? I think I carry myself neutral. Sometimes I am very gay, but sometimes I, when I'm not really gay, I think I'm pretty neutral. I think, in my opinion, everyone who sees you thinks you're gay, and I think the same for me. People see me, and I don't think people think I'm straight ever. I was talking to my mom. My mom swears up and down I'm serving butch. My mom swears up and down I am I am like the straightest. She goes, I don't think people think you're gay when they see you. And I said, I think they do. Yeah, you definitely gay. You gay as hell, nigga. You gay. I know, nigga. You gay. I'm, I'm the only one. I'm, I'm the only one who's proud of you. You're the one acting like I'm not. You're I'm the not, one not wearing, proud of wearing it. this straight look at some badge. I'm not wearing a straight look. I'm just saying I just could pass it straight. I'm not trying to wear a straight look. Why are you try, why, why are you striving for that? Oh <laughs> my god. Our next partner has truly made a positive impact on the most important person in my life. And no, I'm not talking about Jacob. I'm talking about my cat. My cat's old food used to stink, stank, stunk, y'all, okay? And I used to dread every time I had to feed Miss Colleen. That old cat food was boring. It was gray. It was looking crazy. And I could see Colleen literally vomiting 
telepathically at the thought of having to eat it. And cat food has been the same forever, so it's time cat food took the move to the 21st century, and that's why I've been trying Smalls. Are you feeding your cat kibble? Now is the time to update your cat food with Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge, and it's delivered right to your door. Smalls was started now, back- I was watching my poor niece eat literal hard uh, kernels of dry cereal while Monet and Andy were ever eating gourmet food. And that's actually when I stepped in and I said, we need to make sure that she's eating as well as you two are, okay? Smalls has started back in 2017 by a couple of guys home cooking cat food in small batches for their friends. And a few short years later, they serve millions of meals to cats around the world, honey. And I feel better knowing that Colleen is eating well. And um, that she has an aunt like me who looks out for her to make sure she's not eating that old burnt up kibble. You can finally open up a packet of cat food and not get nauseated. You actually recognize the ingredients in the packet of Smalls Food. Now give your cat the gift of great cat food this holiday season. Head to smalls.com slash rivalry and use code rivalry to check out for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find. But... You have to use the code RIVALRY for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code RIVALRY for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Let's listen to the next question. Hi, Bob and Monet. Thank y'all so much for taking my question. First of all, I want to preface this by saying that I don't think I'm ugly and I don't think I have low self-esteem. I'm just laying it out how it is. I'm just trying to say it how it is. I call it like I see it, okay? So I have a best friend and she is married and her husband is real close with his cousins. Now, imagine some conventionally attractive black dudes. Those are his cousins. Now me, I am not a conventionally attractive person. I am short. I am fat. I like a little extra gravy on my mashed potatoes. And I wear glasses. I'm very dark-skinned. So I'm not the conventional beauty, but I love me, okay? (laughs) So I feel uncomfortable when I'm around them, though. Let me tell you why. Because... They don't owe me anything. Let me start by saying that they don't owe me anything. However, I notice that they don't engage with girls who are not conventionally attractive. You walk in the house, you speak to them. Hey, everybody, how you doing? They don't make eye contact with you. They don't say, hey, how you doing? They don't say anything to you. But let a conventionally attractive, a pretty girl walk in the room. They turn into the kings of comedy. And so it makes me uncomfortable because... Honestly and truthfully and seriously, I feel invisible. And when I'm with my girlfriends, we kiki, we have a good time. But when the dudes are around, it just makes me feel like an outcast. It makes me feel self-conscious, even though I'm not self-conscious. Like, the fact that they won't even say hello to you is kind of like dehumanizing, to be honest. So I just wanted to know, how do I bring this up to my friend? And do you think I should bring it up to her at all? And last but not least, I just wanted to know, had y'all ever been through something like this? And thank y'all so much. I love y'all, Bob. And I love you, Monet. Thank y'all. I love you because you're Monet. 
I'm Manet. That's uh, how Southern people do. Say Manet. Her accent is so fucking cute. That's how Southern people talk. Hey, Manet. I hear, when you talk, that's what I hear. Every time. That is not how I say. That's what I hear. You can't. That's that's my experience hearing your voice. When I told you you sound Jamaican, you said you said I was wrong. I mean, because I'm not Jamaican. I'm saying but that's thing. what I hear. Okay, well, good for you. Oh, now you change it too. Because for years you kept saying you don't sound like that. I'm not gonna tell you how you think I talk. That was the worst patois. That was Pat Naw. Um, <laughs> I'm not Jamaican. Um, Use your turn. I okay. I, I there was a there's a woman, a person. I actually don't know how they identify. Actually, I think I do because I think her name is the fat, the ugly, the ugly black woman. <laughs> so she, I think she identifies a woman. Her her Instagram name is the ugly black woman, and she talks about experiences like this. And I saw this other girl online, and it, it really broke my heart. She would just she was like, I have. It started off. It was this TikTok. It started off real cheery, and she was like, I have a question for y'all, pretty girls. Like, what's it like? Like, what's it like to be God's favorite? And then she started like kind of like really hearing what she was saying. And she was like, what's it like to be able to like walk into any room and get attention? And no matter where you go, people love you. And you always have a friend and all this stuff. Um, and she and she was saying, what's it like to be able to like get attention from people just just for existing? And she said a lot of the same thing that you said. She said that she felt she felt invisible. Mm-hmm. And and that is super valid. And you know, I, I will say this. When I when I was in the drag scene or in the nightlife scene, before I was like a popular drag queen or a famous dra- or even a famous drag queen, before I was famous or even popular for that matter, when I would go to the clubs out of drag, I would really feel like I was getting no attention. Mm-hmm. Like I was just like really skinny, like black dude. Uh, and and I felt like in these clubs and like Hell's Kitchen, I was just getting looked over. You know what I mean? And then I noticed the difference in the way people treated me when I started doing drag. Mm-hmm. And then once you are this larger than life character, this thing that they that they see, which is why a lot of times you probably y'all probably know it's like, like you ever have like a well, you ever ask yourself like why is my fat friend funnier than all my skinny friends? It's because they like develop this personality to be seen. Mm-hmm. They develop something so that people can see them, and so that they can engage in social interactions with other people. Um, and I don't think it is your job, I, honestly. If I were you, I wouldn't even bring it up to them because they're because they're they're not gonna change. You know what I mean? They're interacting with these conventionally attractive girls because they want something they for them want they want and whether or not they're actively trying to get it, whether or not they're actively trying to get sex from these women, they want it from them. Mm-hmm. Which is why they're treating them like this. Um, drag queens of the city. When you go when you go to a drag show, if a hot guy is anywhere near the front of the stage, Bitch. he will he will get all the attention every all night long it, i mean and every I'm, number and i'm just every they, they stop they they pick they look at them they touch them the everyone in the crowd's going woo, you know obsessing over them and part of me is like that's just that's just part of that's just part of their experience that's just what they get in life and you know to quote um to quote uh you know the movie mommy dearest you know ah you know no one ever said life was fair like that's just what that's that's just what they get in life that's that's part of their that's part of their deal mm-hmm. for, for looking the way they do and, and being the way they are and being born in, in a position to have that kind of privilege. And um, people who are uh, not conventionally super attractive, like like everyone has that one friend who's so hot when they leave the room, everyone starts talking about them. Mm-hmm. But they're just so hot. Everyone, they leave and everyone goes. For you, it's me, right? It's, it's, it's you. You're Every the time, one. I know. Um, and 
you know, I, I live my life. I, I'm not one of those people who had one of those experiences where every time I leave the room, people are like freaking out about how hot I am. So I was able to develop a personality um, outside of that for myself to get attention that I felt comfortable having. Um, but I, but I never, I would never bring it up to them. I mean, I, I do think if you bring it up, it would be awkward and, and, and they will either be, they'll either be defensive or they'll be assholes about it. But I, I, I doubt, or they probably like, no, no, we love you. We love you. No, I mean, I'd be saying, Hey, to her. Don't, I, don't I be saying, Hey, it's very bad. Don't I, I be saying, Hey, right. Because they don't even they don't even see it in themselves. Yeah, you know. I mean, I would say I I I would say bring it up to your homegirls. You said this is like your homegirls' uh, cousins, whatever. I would say bring it her, up to her your homegirls' partners' cousins. Yeah, so bring it up to like your like the girls that you hang, like the girls that, you, that you're going into hang with, like your close friends, like confide in them because I feel like it is something that you probably want to get off your chest and you want like your friend group to know that you feel this way. But I was I would say, but you know, you always got them people. You bring it up and they're gonna be like, yeah, yeah I, I, girl, I promise I won't say nothing, Bob. Why why y'all why y'all talk to, to Jake every and that time? That would embarrass me. Right. And that, and that's embarrassing. So I would like do not bring it up if you know that you have a friend that's gonna do that, because then it's gonna make it really awkward for everyone and you're gonna hate that. Um but yeah, I think that th- I agree with everything Bob said. They probably don't see that they're doing that. And they want for the for the for the conventionally attractive people, they want to get something from them, whether that be sex, whether that be just for them to like give them like a hey or a dap, whatever it is. Like they want that from they want that attention from that person, which is why they give them all that attention, whether they even realize it or not. So I feel like girl, it's not even worth it. Girl, it's not worth it. Don't do it. Don't, Don't do, do it. it. It's not worth it. Yeah, I think that you you seem to you seem to have you are very confident and strong in yourself and and you know who you are. And I think that you have you have this it's gotten you this far and I don't think you need attention from these dudes it may be something that you want but i think now is the time to really see like what do i need what do i want and you do not need attention from these guys would it feel nice if they did it sure but you definitely do not need it your life will be them giving you attention is not, not going to make your life any better or or, or, or diminish your quality but I think of life. what you're saying that them not giving her attention is, is starting to affect her and, and i can see that i've i've had that experience and, and it's one of the things that i struggle with is um as i've gotten more notoriety and people start talking to me more and I'm like, and then I started thinking back to the way people used to treat me before I did any of this stuff and it starts to really fuck with my brain. And I started asking myself, like, would these people even be talking to me? But then I had to think to myself, you know, people, people go up to people and talk to them because they find something about them attractive and not necessarily physically, mm-hmm. but like, for example, if you know that one funny person that everyone crowds around, even if they're not hot, they're so the funny. Singer. People find that quality in them attractive. And if they did not have that, people wouldn't go up to them. So mm-hmm. for some people, it's their looks. For some people, it's their sense of humor. For some people, their sense of fashion. For some people, it's their smarts. For some people, it's their talent. They they find something attractive about you, and then they talk to you. And you're also very funny, bitch. I would say just start cracking jokes. If there's something that you that you, you if you think the attention from them will improve your quality of life, then you find that thing that the other the, that the other bitches don't have that you have, which is you sound very funny. You, Bob and I laughed many times through your voice note. So I think that you, you, lean in, lean in, lean into the comedy. You you probably you probably like dress really fiercely, like lean into the fashion, like whatever your thing is that you think is that spark that you have. Because if, if you want to get that attention from those guys, if you think that it is your level of attractiveness is not do, not doing that for you, then find another avenue: comedy, fashion. Like, can you sing? All Southern black bitches can sing. That's not true. Man. I know, I know, I know. Martha Caldwell cannot sing. Uh, so I was like, lean into the thing that you think that you do really well that you don't make you shine. All right, let's hit our last one. Hello, my name, Bob. Big fan of yours. Big fan of the podcast. 
I am a 25-year-old blackish woman from Virginia, and I'm currently dating a white man. The two of us both identify as queer, but the reason that I am calling in today is because I've learned recently that my boyfriend will imitate different accents. So specifically, the other day he got a call from a bill collector, he hung up, and then he imitated what the bill collector sounded like, and the bill collector apparently had an Indian accent. I find this to be hugely problematic, and when I talk to him about it, he admits that he even does this while playing Dungeons and Dragons, but he doesn't see a problem with this. I have told him that I believe that it's racist, and I've even said that I will send him different articles on it, and he says that he finds it to be another example of people just crying racism, and there's nothing wrong with imitating a culture. Uh, what should I be doing about this? Because I really enjoy my partner. I enjoy our relationship, but apparently he does not see the light when it comes to this uh, topic in our relationship. So I'm just wondering, what is your advice? Thank you. Sincerely, say what now? <laughs> the time the name. <laughs> say what? <laughs> Jacob has created monsters. Jacob has created little monsters. This is a robbery. Um, I think that in certain in, in relationships, there are certain non-negotiables. Now, I'm not saying it's for you to break up with your boyfriend, but I think that you need to impress upon him how that how big this is to you. He may be, I mean, he seems to be diminishing what you're saying. But, oh, girl, it's nothing. People just, just another people crying racism, people crying wolf. I think that you really need to express to your boyfriend how it is not just crying wolf. That it is, it is a very racist act. It makes you feel uncomfortable. You don't like when he does it. And it's a non-negotiable for you. And, again, I'm not saying break up with your boyfriend. Tell him, well, fuck you. I'm leaving you. I'm saying that... I, he he's not understanding the gravity of the situation, and he's not. Did you say he? She's blackish. He's white. Yeah, yeah. Um, as a white person, he's not identifying how problematic his behavior, how problematic his behavior is, and I think that you you need to have like a a serious conversation, like a sit down, like not just like a washing dishes and you be like, you know, when you did that thing that was problematic. I think is like creating a, a safe space and be like, hey, for real, sit your ass down. I don't like when you do this. This is racist. This is not nice. Like you need to have a, a di- communicate this to him in a different way. And then if he's still brushing it off, then I think that's a time for a step two. I don't know what that is at this point, but I think that he may be not grasping the gravity of how racist and how disgusting his behavior is. I think that um, so if I try to scoot back and look at this right, um, if you look at this from his perspective, he's probably thinking to himself, well, people do British accents, people do Australian accents, people do, so what's wrong with doing an Indian accent or a, so, people do Southern accents, you know, people do so-and-so. Um, and then I think it's maybe makes sense to step back and say, well, maybe you can see how people use the fact that Indian people have accents when speaking English uh, to diminish them, to bring them down, to make fun of them, to uh, make them seem lower class. And I think that it is probably um, not beyond reach to say that people do that with other accents as well that don't apply to race. People do it with Southern accents as a Southerner. People will imitate your Southern accent to try to uh, show how dumb you sound mm-hmm. or, or how or how you, you seem to be in a, in a lesser class than the person who um, doesn't have that accent. Um, but also, I think I think it's one of those important things where where maybe this person you can talk to your partner and say, well, here are some opinions by a lot of people who are affected by that, meaning Indian people or Chinese people or Japanese people, um, and maybe maybe he can see where you're coming from. I think that it is a big part of. I mentioned this before. It's really weird how white supremacy has made things that you should not be embarrassed about 
something shameful. So they've made people having accents from where they're from, depending on where they're from, a shameful thing. Uh, a lot of there was this big thing in Hollywood where they were not hiring Latinx actors to do accents. So the so for a while, the only way to get work in Hollywood, not the only way, but it was like a faux pas to write in a character with a Latinx accent mm-hmm. because it was considered offensive. But that was really hard for actors who have accents. Mm-hmm. People like Sofia Vergara. And she's like, if a character is written with an accent and I have an accent, it is shameful that I now have to be embarrassed of having an accent right. because the character was written for me, for, for people like me. Mm-hmm. But also in that situation, you have to ask yourself, is it being used to uplift this or just to display this? You know, having it, you don't have, every time someone has an accent, it doesn't have to be some big grand uplift. It can just be, I'm a, I'm a person with an accent living in the world. You know what I mean? Sofia Vergara happens to have a very thick, I think Colombian. she's Colombian, a very thick Colombian accent. And she's lucky enough to to get a lot of work. Uh, Penelope Cruz, is she Spanish? Selma Hayek. Is, is, is Penelope Cruz Spanish? I don't know where she's, I don't I don't know where she's from. But she also has an accent. Selma Hayek has an accent. You know, um, uh, a, a lot of these people have accents, and they and they were able to. Which is so crazy. That, that was the thing because people accents live in the world. Like they. But it, but what the people were saying was like a lot of people. There were some people in the Latinx community being like, why do why do why do Latinx characters have to have accents? Because do people just have accents? I, I listen. I'm not part of that. I'm right. not. I'm not part of that. I'm not. I can't defend that position because I, I don't believe in that. I yeah. think there are people with accents, and yeah. people with accents should be able to right ha- live act their lives. Yeah, and have accents. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but it, it seems odd that this person can't see that doing an Indian accent is considered problematic. I, in, in my opinion, I think that he knows he just want, he just wants to live in that ignorance and be like, no, maybe a way to we do all it. do that though. Yeah, but I mean, maybe maybe a way to do it is, is to make it a little closer to home, like flip it, like like babe, that'll, that'll, that'll be like you getting off the phone and doing a black scent about some woman on the phone, like that would really offend me. And maybe flipping it to you, maybe that will help him see clearer how it is offensive. That will like because it, it will hit closer to home because you are his loving partner. Maybe that's a way to like be like this is why it's offensive because if you did a black scent, I would feel offended by that and I wouldn't like it. Maybe that's a way. I had to have a conversation that like that. Um, I would, there was this, uh, there's this trend on TikTok Mm -hmm. and I want to try to get it right. So I don't like, okay. So there was this trend on TikTok where this one black creator was like, um, trying to make a point about, um, those plantation weddings. Yes, I I vaguely remember this. So if, I don't know if y'all know that there's this thing in the South where people do plantation style weddings where they hire black waiters to mm-hmm. like be slaves yeah. for their plantation style weddings. Mm-hmm. They don't they won't say slave. They hire them to right. be servants. At the servants, Paula like, Dean yeah. had a whole thing where she where she was exposed for this too. Mm-hmm. Um, they will hire the waiters who are all black because they want this plantation style wedding, Southern antebellum plantation style wedding. And this one um, creator was like. That's like she was she was basically trying to make a parallel and she was like, um, I'm just trying to plan my Auschwitz themed wedding. I'm just trying to plan my Auschwitz themed wedding. And then she was like, that's how y'all sound. And I was like, you know, I feel like you could have made your point without dragging in the Jewish community, the genocide of the Jewish community. Six million people. Yeah. Like, I, I don't I don't think that's necessary. And, and I'm not I'm not saying it's right to. To do what to do a, a, a southern style plantation wedding, but I don't think you need to drag in the Holocaust. Yeah, you know, or or there's this guy who was like um who was getting mad at people saying not to be gay. You know, people say that not to be gay or anything, 
And he was like, that's like if I see, someone says you look great, not, not to be gay. Mm. Like very no, no homo. homo. Yeah. No homo. And he was like, that'd be like if I said, let's play basketball, not to be black or anything. And then a lot of people were sitting like, whoa, 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 whoa. What why did you have to why did you have to drag in? Why did you have to drag black people into this right. to make an example? You can just flat out say, This is racist. So the the black creator got, got checked. I don't know if she got checked. Okay. I saw it, I remember thinking I was like, oh, can I just scroll scroll past? I didn't yeah. want to get involved in any more TikTok drama. Um, Are you involved in TikTok drama? No, no, no. But I've seen a lot of TikTok drama. Oh, got it, got it. With, got with, it. Uh, got with it. Modern Warrior and Aunt Karen and Chelsea, Bibbidi Bop Boop, they're all going wild. Which I, I called that, by the way. I've called like two or three TikTok scandals uh, before they. I was like, this is about to blow up. I called uh, Deborah Crankin. I, Bob, you're speaking in foreign. Deborah no Crankin was this uh, trans woman online who uh, people found out was like asking for a lot of money for a transition, but uh, like then people were like. You you would never need this much money. They're like you could transition. She was trying to raise like three hundred and sixty thousand dollars, and people were like, but all the other folks just like, yeah, let's. They were like promoting her, and then other, this other trans woman was like, you could transition like five times with this, like back and forth, bitch. And she was like, also, you live in California, where all of your um, surgeries you travel, are, yeah. are free. Are free in California? In, in California, the the government will pay for your FFS, for your um body sculpting for your uh, boob job and for, in some cases for really yeah your name change is also free work yeah um anyway and i was like well, I, I, and i remember showing i was like this is about to go down anyway i was having a conversation i was like you know that this is this is why this is problematic and then when i when i basically when i just said you related to yourself mm-hmm. and then your partner can be like oh now i see because it's attached to someone that i love yeah. yeah maybe they don't know a lot of indian people yeah Um, we're on to this. Are we on to these? Or? No, yeah, we're done. We're done. We're bitch. We've been talking for a, a long time, and I'm done talking to you. I'm gonna show you what I can do. I'm not gonna tell you no more, <laughs> baby. Well, after uh, eight years of friendship, it's time to finally start showing. It's nine. Get your numbers right. Step your fucking numbers up, bitch. Step your numbers up. What does that mean? <laughs> What does what does any of that mean? Step your fucking numbers up. Step your numbers up, baby. Have you stepped your numbers up? Mm-hmm. Have you? And I don't I don't know. I don't even know what it means. I don't mm. maybe I have. And what can you give me an example of how you stepped your numbers up? You step your numbers up by making sure you step them up. That's how you do it. So when was the last time you when was the last time you took an action towards stepping up your numbers? Today. Oh, what did you do? I stepped my numbers up. That's so the the last, my last answer to the question is I probably I probably have stepped my numbers up at some point. But how much? Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm not even sure if I've done it or not. But I mean, I've done things in my life. I've gotten taller. That's a number. I've gained weight. That's a number. I've I've uh, I've gotten some more followers on social media. That's a number. I've grown teeth. I've replaced them. <laughs> I've gotten more wigs. Those are all numbers. Toothgate. I'll never forget Toothgate. I told you I'm sensitive about it. You're still making jokes about it. <laughs> what? <laughs> I would I would say that's one of the biggest scandals of 2022. Well, we, we already did the poll. All right. <laughs> bye, everybody. <laughs>
look younger, feel like you, at volume for lift and contouring the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 